Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. As always, I'm the guy that introduces the episode, Daniel. This week, we are crossing over with our sister show, Retro Rebel. That means two episodes this week with the Tog Podcast crew and the Retro Rebel crew. On this episode, we're going to discuss the year in review as it pertains to the world of geek. So without further ado, let me introduce you to this week's panel. Representing Temple of Geek, we have myself and Monica. And representing Retro Rebel, we have Stacy and Amanda. Welcome all. Hello. Hello. Four people on an episode. This is going to be interesting. It should be very exciting. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with asking what's been going on with all of y'all. I would like to go ahead and start with Amanda since she hasn't been on Temple of Geek podcast in forever. Uh, well, I've, I've recently changed industries, just generally like life updates. I've left the wild world of casinos. I'm now in hotels for whatever that's worth. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I've been doing loads of side projects. So I've gotten fairly big into fitness now. And I have my own YouTube channel of various levels of success. <laughs> and uh and I do the podcast with Stacy. So I would say, as for a general life update, that's me in a nutshell. There you go. <laughs> and we also now, have Alexa that heats your blanket, right? Yeah, Alexa runs my life, which I'm fine with. She's yeah. She just knew that I said that. She, she said that she couldn't find Mrs. Claus in my contacts. So that <laughs> was what she thought I said. <laughs> Freudian slip. Stacy, what's been going on with you? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, I've kind of gotten to, I've had an opportunity to jump back and forth between Toddcast and Retro Rebel, but um, Christmas just ended. Uh, currently, things are slow around the house right now, but we're doing an addition. And so immediately, whenever I get done doing this, I will be pulling sheetrock and nails and. Um, yeah, and I've got to put a water heater up in the attic, uh, which weighs about 250 pounds and is about two and a half feet across and round. So it's really hard to get a hold of. Why uh, is the water heater in the attic? Well, there's really no place else to put it. And um, long story, engineering-wise, it's a sound choice unless it breaks. Yeah. Um, I just imagine that crashing through the roof, like, and just I have killing the same you. Thought, like, whenever y'all <laughs> come over, I will tell you where not to stand in the house, just in case. As to not be crushed to death. As to not be crushed to death. This is the only place in the house where that is even a threat. So, <laughs> so you. But the the I'm having to move out because I'm having a baby next month. Hopefully next month, not anytime sooner. I mean, I didn't know you were having it. That's you know, uh, well. Maybe your I, wife. I, is. I, that was my first faux pas. She is having <laughs> a baby. I am just following behind and making sure she has everything she needs. And uh, we are moving out of my office where I'm currently recording, and my office is going into another room, which is going to be the man cave, which will probably be the attic, the kid cave. No. <laughs> um, so uh, it will have all the coolest things in there because it's the man cave, but kids. Some for some reason dig all of the same things that I do. I don't know what that says about me. Um, so because I have all the coolest toys, I've got all the gaming systems and everything else. I didn't buy my son a play PS4. It was my PS4. It was I bought myself a Switch because it was Tuesday. And you can touch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, that's exciting. We've got a big addition added, uh, about a thousand square feet, and it's been a a bear to get done um not one that had maple syrup in it <laughs> anyway but we've been we've been busy playing games too but uh it's all been good so what about y'all awesome monica how, how about yourself um well it's been the holidays so things have been kind of nuts as far as like things to do the kids are off school so they're driving me nuts and um, I've been doing a lot of photography lately. Uh, right before Christmas, I had a lot of people request family photos and, you know, Christmas card shoots and things like that. Um, and But this week, I got to do a couple cosplay shoots, and I'm doing one this weekend as well. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, your cosplay shoots are freaking awesome. 
Thank you. That makes me feel really good because I'm always super nervous about my photography. I'm like, oh my god, are they going to hate the pictures of themselves? Like, did I did I get enough pictures? So I appreciate that. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> and Amanda's puffing smoke. <laughs> and drinking hear. wine. I mean, she's pretty gangster. That's right. <laughs> I, I recently quit smoking, but now I Darth Vader vape all the time. It's my Darth Vapor. Yeah, her Darth Vapor. Every now and then you'll get to catch it on a, a soundbite of it. <laughs> yeah, when I, yeah. when I don't mute fast enough. Yeah. And, um, I edited one of their episodes a long time ago. I was like, you need to tell Vader. <laughs> because she's like. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, with me, not much has really been going on. Um, haven't been doing too much. I went and saw uh, Star Wars again on D-Box. And uh, D-Box is, is, is definitely something to behold one time in your life and never do it again. The thing jerks you around through the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like it's not like subtle jerks. You know, they they have a little advertisement before the movie that says uh, an unnoticeable sensation of the movie or whatever. Bullshit. When the movie first started, it was like the crawl came up on the screen. And as soon as the crawl came up, the seat like immediately shot you backwards. <laughs> it was like in a wow. takeoff position. And then once the movie was over with, it shot you forward like it was slamming on its brakes. It was it was a weird sensation. But I've experienced it. I'm done with it. <laughs> nice. Um, been there, done that. Been there, done it that. seems a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's. I couldn't imagine doing it with 3D with it, too. And there's also like a 4D version of it where like when it snows, it they sprinkle snow on you or rain. They missed you and things like that to give you the sensation. Sounds of, like a ride at Disneyland. I know, for reals. <clears throat> But um, the version I went to was just a seat, and yeah, I'm 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 not paying sixteen dollars for that again. Um, no. And then pretty much after this podcast, I'm going to be kind of like Stacy. I'm going to be painting the hallway, so I'm not going to. Wait, be... did you just say sixteen dollars for that? It was sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars is just entrance in California, like regular admission. Oh my god, three like D. No way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like and... taking my kids to the movies is at least a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Ooh. What? Forget it. Yeah. Well, because it, it's four of us, you know, and then we got to buy some oh, popcorn. Yeah. And, yeah. In the other half of the world, besides California, you know, tickets usually run between I don't know, eight and ten dollars at nighttime, twelve dollars maybe. How about how about yeah. Ireland? If we go to the matinee, they're like eight dollars. <laughs> oh, our matinees here are like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. California is expensive. Sounds like all it. the unlimited movies you want for twenty pounds. See, that's awesome. That's what forty bucks, thirty six bucks, something like that. Uh, well, the exchange rate's really bad, so about thirty thirty two dollars. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, commerce. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, the way I see this episode rolling is, I kind of want to just bounce to each every single one of y'all and just kind of ask y'all to talk about a couple things that y'all want to review that happened this year good or bad doesn't matter what they are and um we'll kind of go through each person and then once we get done going through every, each person i'll send you on your way and we'll never talk again never talk again <laughs> <laughs> at least this year <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with our guest amanda you always start with me it's not fair i know it's <laughs> I had it in the notes. You're starting first. It's because oh. it's because you know I'm ready. I'm ready. Because you always Don't have you everything worry. ready to go. She is ready, and she always. I mean, even if she only has a little bit of prep time, you wouldn't yeah. know it by her presentation. So by the fact that I don't shut up. Now I hear what you're saying. I got the subtext. Don't you worry. <laughs> so uh, if I was going to do a year in review, I'd start with some things that I learned this year in sort of the geek and tech realm. So first thing is that the lovely computer robots that sit on my desk and in every room of my house now can effectively control my life. Uh, I don't have to use my cell phone as an alarm clock anymore. Uh, I don't have to get up to turn off the lights or pretty much anything else. Uh, which means that I need to add an extra day of the gym to my routine. So there's that. Um, But it, it does solve a problem that you don't think that you have. That once you get it, you're like, yes, this is everything. 
the ability to control the temperature of your bed is amazing. Just that's awesome. But you wouldn't get an electric blanket like normally because then you've got to find it, put it on, plug it in, like fiddle with the controls. They're never conveniently like plugged, is never conveniently located anywhere. So I feel like having it controlled by a voice activated device like Google Home or any of the other ones. I'm not going to say her name because she just won't shut up. Um <laughs> It, it does help. It adds like that added convenience. Also, she can control the floor lamp in my room. So, you know, that moment when you're like this close to falling asleep, but you realize that you've left the light on and then you have that choice to get up and maybe not be able to fall right back asleep or to just sleep with the lights on. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you. It happens to me a lot, <laughs> but now it's a thing of the past. Um, so for alarms for like getting dressed like properly for the day you can ask very like simple questions like is it gonna rain today and she'll just be like nah you're right you know like <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> you know is it gonna snow like what's the transport like because i take public transport so if there's any sort of problem in public transport it, my entire commute is ruined so having that sort of information is super useful and i didn't think that it was going to become as vital as it is. The other thing that I've sort of done this year uh, that's different is I really kind of wholeheartedly adopted online shopping, probably as a side effect of her controlling my life. Um, but I've just sort of accepted now there's a lot quicker ways to return items. So I've kind of gotten over my fear of things not fitting or whatever and just gotten used to getting several different variations of what I actually want knowing that I just will return something, several of the things, you know? And so I would say on any given week, there are two or three parcels coming in and the same amount, you know, going out. So we have like a shipping hub in our house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really think that um, online retailers, they sort of expect people to do that now. And I never used to do it because I thought it was kind of rude. Like, you should just like know what your size is. Like the man's dragged it all the way to your house. And then you're just going to be like, here, take this back. But they definitely expect you to do that. They've made it like way easier where you just chuck it back in the same resealable bag and hand it off to the man, you know? So they, they want to make it simple for you as good as shopping in the store. And I hate shopping in the store um, because I find the whole fitting room situation irritating I don't like to haul things home. When you don't have a car, your life is really different. So, you know, anything large that you would buy, you've got to carry back to your house, wherever that is. is so true. it's not really as feasible as it was back when I lived in the States. And there's no point to own a car here because it's really, really expensive to do so. And you'd never be able to find a parking spot. So that's something that I've, like, adopted in the new year. Uh, the next thing is, is I've really... Uh, gotten into the habit of downloading all the games with gold, even if it's something that I wouldn't necessarily play. And I'll give Stacy some credit for this, although, you know, I probably shouldn't because it's, it's a dangerous precedent. <laughs> uh, but he encouraged me to play a game called Gone Home, which I recently played the other day because I've just, I, I download every game with gold that they have now, even if I don't have necessarily time to play it, knowing that when I do have time, I'll have a big catalog to go through and choose from. And uh, I played like 10 games uh, on the winter break uh, from work. And uh, one of them was a game called Gone Home, which is a literal walking simulator. And I take the piss out of these all the time because what is that? <laughs> but it was a good story. You know, it was a good story. It was good music. I thought there was going to be some like hoodoo voodoo going on, but there really wasn't. Like it was just to keep you interested in the main plot of the story, which I won't ruin. But it just shows that, you know, games with gold or similar, like, free titles are definitely worth downloading, even if you're not sure that you like them. Because another thing that I've done this year is committed to stop playing games if they're not being fun. So if the game isn't fun, I don't care if I've spent 20 minutes or 20 hours, I'm done. So yeah. uh, recently I got a game called Manual Samuel, which is a great name. Um, and it's an indie <laughs> title. And 
the like story and everything is really funny and the voice acting is really good and the characters are great but the whole concept of the game itself is that you are a like rich douchebag who's died and gone to hell and you bought your way back out of hell but you have to live completely manually for 24 hours so you cannot breathe on your own you cannot walk on your own you cannot blink on your own the player has to do that by like hitting a to blink and hitting x to breathe in and breathe out and hitting left and right uh triggers to move your legs that's which is it's mental and it's super difficult and it was super fun for about an hour and then it become really fucking tedious <laughs> to the point where you're like, I'm just going to let this guy die uh, right here on the floor. <laughs> I see you turn in blue. I see you turn in blue. That's what you deserve. <laughs> I wonder if that is part of the game, like part of the experiment. If you, if you're playing think- somebody who's not morally redeemable. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was like the idea, they were like, here, make a cup of coffee. They're like, you need to blow on the coffee. They're like, you have now passed out. Well done. Like, you didn't breathe in, idiots. Like, all these sorts of things. It's super frustrating. So anyway, it was fun for about an hour, and then it wasn't fun. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I've done a thing, and it was fine. I've drawn a thing. So uh, so my commitment is to play everything, give everything a shot. And if it's not fun, stop, because that's why we play games and do that sort of stuff. So I would say my year in review was very much uh, Alexa enabled. And uh, she I, I have to watch her, man. She'll start ordering things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just generally getting into online shopping real big and, you know, committing to doing the returns because they expect me to do this and then only playing games when they are actually fun. And when that stops, then I'm done. I don't feel the need to finish things if I'm not enjoying. So that's my year in review. Year in review. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that Alexa has taken over your life. Yeah. Robot overlords are not taking over my life. Um, <laughs> You know, we I, have five now. I I have two in my house, and I I just use it to say, "Hey, Alexa, play music." <laughs> <laughs> just commit to your overlords. Commit. No, I have a couple things in the house that's controlled by Alexa, like my thermostat and things like that. I don't need anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wild. What if you ask her who is the fairest? Will she tell you? I think she says you are. My favorite is when you ask her about Skynet and she goes, I don't know anything about Skynet. Like that. <laughs> I like it when you give uh, her like, sure you don't. I like it when you exactly. give her the Konami code. If you say, hey, oh, Alexa, what? up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. <laughs> what does she say? She goes into super Alexa mode. Does she? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's just how meta gaming has become. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, speaking of meta and gaming, Stacy, what about your year in review? What was the question? Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. Meta uh, and gaming, you derp. <laughs> you derp. Uh, I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, you know, I, I think because part of a lot of times when uh, you get caught up or you can get caught up with the negative or the positive or whatever's most recent. And I think that I got caught up a little bit in in uh, the outrage culture towards the end of the year, and I feel like that kind of, in many ways, has defined this year for me. Um, whether it was politics or movies or pop culture, that uh, I think we've reached the apex. I hope it's the apex of uh, outrage culture. Nope. And uh, well, you don't think so? You think it could get worse, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It permeates everything, and uh, it it just makes it to where it's been difficult to. I don't think it's difficult to enjoy things. I think it's difficult to go anywhere in the internet, uh, or or even. I've even seen some of my friends say that it's not even uh, socially acceptable to discuss politics, religion, or Star Wars in public right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so, uh, and I think he was being a little bit facetious, but but the point is, is that there are people who are outraged over 
things that that don't really matter um, or don't matter in the in the grand scheme of things and um, and and they take things out of context. So I think it's ruined uh, some of uh, the I guess the goodwill that fans have had, uh, but I'm not gonna let that be the negative that uh, that defines this year. I just do think that that's a major part of what's happened this year and and um, and kind of, Maybe a defining characteristic. Outrage culture has maybe it hasn't reached its apex, but it's as high and as sensitive as it's ever been. Um, but I don't think that that, in the end, really will define this year. I think there are a lot of really good things. But one thing that I was thinking about, um, we are reaching. I believe this is the we're going into the ten years of Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, at the end of this year. Yes, sir. And um, something that I was thinking about is we are about to we're about to get to enjoy. And we did this year with Thor Ragnarok kind of rounding out the year as being something really positive, I think, um, that has never been done before. I mean, just if you think about this in the history of cinema and if you want to be more dramatic of the world ever, that you've never had 10 years of movies that have intertwined with the same actors on a on a continuous extended story oh i agree that culminates in something that like i mean you've been waiting some people were children when it started and now will be adults and uh, are going to get a chance to uh, to see something and be a part of something that's never been done before to get to see something that only happened in comic books and i think along you know years ago when we were first doing the podcast we talked about this to some degree but Star Wars has never done this. Uh, Star Trek's never done this. Marvel did something in that they took exactly what's on the pages of the comic book and they put it on the screen. And I mean, as fantastical and ridiculous as that sounds or should sound to anybody that read comics, uh, that's exactly what they did. And I just don't think it should be understated that that's incredible. And that has been an incredible 10 year run. Um, and that I don't, they really haven't screwed up one of the movies yet they've had some movies that are better than others and some that are more forgettable but not one of them has been bad and at least in my opinion i don't think anybody would say that they were bad movies um they just some of them weren't as memorable as others and so i think that that's a that's a good thing that's something to be celebrated um and uh i think in the end things are looking up they're not as bad as i may have started out this conversation uh making it seem uh, and I'm really looking forward to a lot of the really cool things that are in store for us in 2018. <laughs> Did you start crying? Yes. Were you crying? Good. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I really to see. agree with you, Stacey. I, I'm excited to see. So emotional. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you. I, I agree with Monica. I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm excited. So, um, 10 years of a franchise. In years, yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about it, well, I mean, just to restate what I said to some degree, you have, let's say, Robert Downey Jr., who started, he started Iron Man. He started a, a story thread, and it has been, even though they had to retcon some of this stuff, they did it in a way where it has it has transcended every type of or every genre of entertainment from streaming television to just your television shows to you know to your movie experience that there are for the fan there are constantly i mean they've made it to where it is necessary to stay to the end of the credits i mean you just right. do it. you do right. it and you know it because there's going to be something there for you to get to see sometimes it's fun Sometimes a bunch of assholes have to ruin it by saying, well, that didn't have anything to do with the continuity. And you're like, shut up. It's just fun. You know? <laughs> well, and it's, and you're right. Like I think about it. Like I took my son when he was four years old to see Iron Man. And that was yeah. his first real movie experience. His first real like superhero. And Iron Man is his all time favorite. superhero. Oh, it's great. And Iron Man he, was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And he grew up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is what he thinks movies are like. Like, he's never really <laughs> not seen anything. But for him, like, 
Iron Man is everything. Iron Man started everything. And he gets kind of irked if, like, Iron Man isn't in, like, one of the new movies. Like, right. if he doesn't make a cameo or something, he's just like, well, where was Iron Man? And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. you're not done with him? <laughs> um, but, I mean, my son's grown up with him. And there's going to be, a he- like, t- a generations of little kids that have, you know, grown up with this experience. And for them, it'll be mainstream. It'll be normal. Right superhero movies are just something that there's an abundance of where when we were kids, that was not the case. Right. Yeah. And DC doesn't have it down and it's not that DC is, I think the easiest way to, to boil that down is DC tried to do in three years, what Marvel took 10 years to do and you can't do it. It's impossible. You know, you just can't do the same thing. I don't care how good any of their movies have been or bad. The problem is, is they tried to condense it down into three years and Marvel did right. something that's incredible, you know, and they, they didn't, they didn't try to build it all. You know, it, it just kind of formed organically over those 10 years, you know, and they saw this character can add to it. And then we have something interesting that we can do with who knew Ant-Man the worst in the comics. He's oh just God, the worst. Right? He's I the worst Ant-Man. in the comics. And he was a great movie. That movie and Paul Rudd was perfect. So they've just nailed it with everything else. And so I'm not saying that Han Solo doesn't stand a chance because Disney has something to do with it. So Han Solo, the movie, has a chance. Well, it, and it, so, it doesn't have a chance with the fans out there. No, it doesn't. It really <laughs> doesn't. You know, and uh, so. I want anyway. Han Solo, the movie. That's messed up. Well, it's coming. So good yeah. or bad. Five we'll see. Months. Yay! Yeah. Five months. So, but anyway, that that's that's uh, that's mine. Uh, that's my year in review. Unless I think of something else to say, the interruption. <laughs> All right, Monica. What about you? Um. So my year in review has been mainly revolved around um, photography. I mean, that's just my calling in life. I feel. Um. I spent a lot of time in conventions. I love it. Um, I've done a ton of uh, photo galleries, cosplay galleries for Temple of Geek. Um, And I've kind of let go of a lot of freelance stuff I was doing just because I'm really excited about Temple of Geek because I really like having the freedom that I get here. Um, And uh, so most of my time is spent, you know, revolving around cosplay, if not building cosplays for myself, um, photographing somebody's cosplay. It's something that is like a weekly thing for me. Like, well, who am I shooting this week or what convention am I going to? And the biggest thing that I feel has been the most fulfilling for me this year is meeting new faces. I feel like in the last couple of years, I was in a rut. There was like the same kind of cosplayers at every con, the same people. And I feel that this year we had like a an influx of younger, newer cosplayers, people who just turned 18, 19, 20, who are starting to come out to conventions on their own, using their job money to build their new cosplays. And it's like their first time doing it. But it's really exciting because they're doing new new things. YouTube is an amazing resource for people as far as how to build cosplays, how to do your makeup for cosplay, how to do anything related to cosplay. 3D printers have really making uh made cosplay like they've changed the dynamic of how things are made they've made it much more um inexpensive to build like these amazing challenging cosplays so um it's been very exciting for me as a photographer to have this opportunity to like photograph but also um what my friend katie from KDB photography and i what we've noticed is that while we've been at all these conventions and we mainly stick to the Southern California conventions, but there's like one every weekend. Um, there's only the only female photographers are her and myself. There are no other female photographers. When I talk to cosplayers, um, they always say, you're the only female photographer who shot me. I've never shot with a female photographer. Really? And it, it's really rare. We're the only ones out there. And so there's a, you know, a lot of cons have these uh, signs everywhere that say cosplay is not consent. And, you know, there's a lot of sexual harassment that goes around. There's a lot of really creepy photographers as well. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and there's like a culture of like, 
you know, when we go through different cosplay, like um, photography accounts and, you know, things like that, we notice that there's, you know, it's always like the sexiest girls that get, you know, pictured in, you know, whether it be like a website cosplay gallery or um, just like a Instagram account, something like that. It's always like the sexiest half naked cosplays that are featured. Yeah. And so when I when I was at BlizzCon, for example, I took pictures of everybody, you know, whatever shape, size. There's plenty of sexy ones to go around, but I just took pictures of everybody. And I've been doing that all year, but BlizzCon is a good place to talk about that because so many of their um, cosplays are very sexy, the, especially the Warcraft ones and things like that. Um, and I would get you know, people telling me like, wow, I've never had a professional photographer take a photo of me or like at the, at the meetups or like, they were so happy to see their pictures posted that they were like, wow, I can't believe somebody took my picture and then posted it. And so like from all my top galleries, the BlizzCon gallery is the one that did the best, but it's the one where people actually were like, oh, wow, somebody took my picture. Wow, somebody posted my picture and they were thanking me so much for like these lovely pictures because nobody ever takes pictures of them. And so uh, Katie and I are hoping to... Yeah, yeah, we're hoping to change that and introduce, um, you know, like a different side to cosplay photography and making it um, more inclusive and not just about like the sexy you know, but more about the art of cosplay and the effort that these people put into their cosplays and what it took to build them and to really show that off. Um, And maybe moving away from, like, having girls in these, um, you know, very provocative, you know, positions or, you know, poses and maybe going into something that's more like art. Yeah. What were you going to say, Daniel? Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, you know, it's it's sad because I think there's two different types of cosplayers in the world. There's there's the cosplayer that does it for the joy of the craft, the art, and then there's the cosplayer that does it because they know sex sells and that they can get money off of it. Right. Yeah, and um, the Patreons that are going uh, on for these cosplayers, like I know one cosplayer in, partic- in particular that makes ten thousand a month. And she's been making 10000 a month for two years. Yeah. And But the thing is, she literally has to take her clothes off to get that. Right. She's not doing it like, and they, you know. And they usually do uh, calendars and they do um, other, other kind of like uh, Patreon supporter benefits, you know. Right. They get access to their private like Snapchats. And like it starts to sound more like you know softcore porn yes thank you and a lot of that is that and i've been approached a lot um about doing like um kind of the boudoir type photography for cosplayers and i'm always like sorry i don't do that sorry i don't do that but just recently a friend of mine um said hey you know we had a really bad experience with a male photographer who just wanted to do some pretty gross stuff. And we want to take sexy photos, but we don't want to be gross. And they said, would you, you know, help us? And because they're good friends, and I know that they're not the type that are going to be doing, you know, softcore porn or anything like that. I said, you know what, I'm going to definitely consider it. Because maybe this is where I come in and put a different spin on it, where I can do something that's sexy and, you know, elegant, but not, dirty and gross if, yeah you know so i'm definitely considering it that's going to be way out of my comfort zone and but um i think that it's important to have like another perspective in photography another point of view and i think that you know seeing like a woman's touch to it would be kind of nice on the cosplay community it was definitely nice you know having like patty jenkins and Wonder Woman, you know, it was such a different movie than anything I'd seen. And I'm really looking forward to more superhero stuff being directed by women and being filmed by women. And so, you know, this is me doing my little thing and doing photography and putting my spin on it. Yeah, that's pretty much my year. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I mean. That's a topic of its own, probably. You yeah. could probably talk, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's really sad. I, I, I understand where she's coming from, where, you know, she, you sit there and you browse these cosplay galleries, and all you see are the half-naked girls, basically. 
and you know there's other people that's at these cons that spend a lot of time a lot of money and it'll you know put all their heart and soul into these costumes and they never get any representation so i think it's really awesome that you do that um yeah it's just it's crazy yeah it's on it's unfortunate but like you said like daniel said i think there are two types maybe three types but at least two types those that do it for <laughs> attention and those that do it for cosplay and i'm sure that there's a bit of both because I'll, I'll tell you i mean when when i wear my mandalorian costume i don't do it because i just think it looks cool even though i do um I do it because I, I think that the reaction that people who un- enjoy Star Wars, I do it for that. I, I see what how they look at it, and that to me is kind of is why I do it. You know, I, I do it because it is uh, something that the fans that they don't normally get to see. When I see somebody dressed like Boba Fett, I'm a fanboy again. You know, I'm I'm a kid and I'm looking at it and I'm I'm like, man, that's there's Boba Fett, you know. And Boba Fett is, and that's one of the things that the Bible first preaches is, when you're in your costume, you're you are that character. So if you're Darth Vader, you don't you're not ordering a hot dog, you know. You're not over there, you know. You're not just chitty chatting somebody. Usually, it's you're standing there and you're looking ominous, but you know you're approachable to kids and you're happy to take pictures and uh, you know and you're ready to pose and all of that stuff. But you are still in character, and um, I don't know. It's just uh, that that's that's why I do it. There is a bit of attention that that you are you are seeking to a particular, I guess, to a degree. But it's it's a different type of attention. I'm not looking for validation necessarily. I guess. No, it's um, definitely fun, especially when you're doing like an obscure character or something like right. that, to have somebody say like, "Oh, hey, it's this and that," and you're like, "Yes, somebody got it," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but I guess ultimately it is for you. You know, you did it. This is your character, somebody that you enjoy. Um, I picked an obscure character. I think there's only like two or three of them in all of the Five First, and I've never seen anybody have it. Like there aren't even a picture or character reference pictures for Jester Mariel. So, um, anyway, yeah, no, good topic. Yeah, good topic. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's okay to go out to a con and 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 enjoy the attention that you're getting for your costume. Just I don't know. Just some people I see getting, they get the attention or they're craving the wrong type of attention, I should say. Yeah. And it's, well, it's for yeah. financial gains and things like that. And I just, I don't agree with that. Right. But. And, it, you know, when I first realized like how financially like lucrative, um, <laughs> lucrative this could be for people, I remember sitting with a cosplayer and she was gorgeous, like just absolutely gorgeous. And um, I didn't really know what her cosplay was from, but I was like, man, she's gorgeous. This cosplay is amazing. I'm going to take a picture of it and find out later what she's doing. Anyways, we got down to talking and she was like, yeah, she's like, I didn't get as many offers this time as last time. And I'm like, what do you mean offers? And she was like, oh, you know, she's been coming to cons for like, you know, five or six years. She's a stripper. She picks popular like comic book characters and then people offer her money to do like private shoots. Wow. Or to spend time with them, like, and that's how she makes her money. Like, she takes pictures with these fanboys privately, like, in one of the hotel rooms at the con or something, and that's how they make money. And, like, so these... I like watching these Amanda's people aren't really fans, you know? They're not real fans. They're just like, oh, what's really popular? I'm gonna dress up like that. Right. And I think that's where the geek culture has been upset over... The 20 billion Harley Quinns? <laughs> well, not just that, but just, you know, if everybody likes it, that's great. But the using it for, you know, personal gain and, and really not having any investment in the character or in the culture. And, it, you know, anyway, I, I, I totally see it. I think it's a it's a topic that's difficult to traverse, um, <laughs> you know. And I would like to live in my happy bubble where people just love a character and they dress up like that, even if it's like 5,000 Harley Quinns. I like, like all right, well, you love Harley Quinn. Go for it, you know. Yep. I'll get it. I will gladly join you in the bubble. I'd rather it be that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in these photos of a Mandalorian outfit that I didn't know existed, so... You yeah, know, if you want to share those later, oh, I promise still, he's still modifying the gauntlets. Me. I will. Yeah, I've only got one piece left. I've only got one piece that has to be fixed. Um, he's been working on it for three years. I know. Well, oh my god, 
My motivation. I'm wearing it to Dallas Comic Con. So the one con I'm not going to this year. Yeah, I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> ah, the one con. Actually, I've, <laughs> I've uh, slowed down on convention going. <laughs> well, this will be the only one I'll get to go to. So it's okay, Daniel. I picked up on it. So <laughs> you picked up my slack. Last year, I went to 13 conventions. Oh my god! I've only been to two conventions in my life. You nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you nerd it was fun though it was hella fun oh, yeah. I, we have three conventions that we're covering in January in Southern California nice you know if I had more cons I guess that were closer to me instead of having to drive two three hours out oh of I have to drive oh, like an hour from me <laughs> yeah I guess because you're you're a long state <laughs> <laughs> we commute a lot here yeah, it's a big Actually, thing. I'm doing a turnaround trip to Vegas because my kid is out there. And I, that's like three hours. But I'm like, eh, I won't stay. I'll just come back. That's crazy that you could just hit Vegas like that. <laughs> yeah. Mexico is two hours from here. So that's nice, too, sometimes. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Do you know where that's at, Amanda? I do. Oh. I bet my sense of geography is better than yours, Texas boy. <laughs> hey, Texas is just North Mexico, so that is true. Right? <laughs> I've been there. Yes, I have. Yes, you're from there. You say habla poquito español, just a poquito. A little. Yes, I speak a little Spanish too. I'm from Florida. It's like little Cuba. <laughs> yeah, different Spanish. <laughs> no, <laughs> no hable, no hable. <laughs> well, Daniel, what's your year in review? Well, my year in review is quite simple. Um, this has been the year, for me personally, I think has been the year of the superhero. We got to see several things on film this year that I didn't think we were ever going to see. Um, very beginning of the year, we saw an R-rated Wolverine movie. Yes, we did. People are sleeping on it. They forget. Now, think about that for a second. An R-rated Wolverine movie. We got to see a Wolverine movie with blood, guts, I mean, just sheer violence um but it was also a good story i didn't yeah. agree with the ending but it was a good story nonetheless um, i did loved it a couple months later we got wonder woman never in a million years would i have ever thought we would have seen wonder woman on the big screen um and she turned out to be one of dc's biggest characters uh, and it was a fantastic movie and i agree with monica i want to see more of what patty jenkins does um the movie was phenomenal. It was amazing. And then we got the Justice League. I never thought we would see the Justice League on the big screen. Now, the movie was shit. I really liked No, I liked it. Everyone's too critical. I liked it, too. I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had fun watching it because my expectations were super low going into that film. But um, it wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a great movie. It was just a subpar superhero film. Something that you would, I, I would compare on the likes of probably Ben Affleck's Daredevil. A f you know, it was a good. I movie. think it's hard to try to introduce that many characters in a single film. You know what I mean? Like only two of them had their own movie before this. Right. If they so, had had their standalones, yeah. Before it would have been better, I think, because you could. They would already have like, you would just be building chemistry, but you would already know about the character because. What was it? Cyclops? What was the cyborg. Cy cyborg dude? Cyborg, yeah. Cyborg. I don't know anything about him at all. So the whole time I was trying to figure out what his deal is. And then Aquaman it just had very distracting pectorals. So <laughs> I could concentrate. <laughs> She's like, what'd you say? They're so, they're so drippy. <laughs> uh. His hair was like always damp. <laughs> Because he just came out of the water. He just came, got a shot. I know. Go back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. I, I mean, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> and, and you're right. I mean, they didn't want to go the Marvel route. And by that, I mean, they didn't want to take the time to build their universe. They wanted to try to construct it all in three or four movies, like Stacy said. And I, sadly, you know, to quote Yoda, that is why they failed. Um, now... I do believe next year, next year, what, Aquaman comes out? Supposed to. And I think we're supposed to be getting another Wonder Woman in 2019, right? Not soon enough. 
So I, I, I believe the DC universe is going to stay around. And also, you know, Ben Affleck has confirmed that he's going to be remaining as Batman um, in the, the solo films. So, you know, I, I think the DC universe is going to stay around. It's just, it's just, they need to get their, their foot in the ground and start building their universe and not, I don't know, not, not try to make these ensemble movies to try to catch up with Marvel. I don't know why they would need to feel they need to catch up with Marvel because I think if they would have taken their time to build these universes, they would be a multi-billion dollar franchise like Marvel is right now. Well, and I think that they finally got clued in as to what it was that the, you know, what viewers want um, when they saw the success of Wonder Woman, you know? So hopefully going forward, there's going to be a new direction and it's going to be more about the story. It's going to be more about, you know, just making quality movies versus just trying to pump out a bunch of them. Correct. You know, stop trying to build the, stop trying to build the universe and concentrate on the, on the movie at hand first and then seed it with the universe later. Um, right. right. You know, man is still the very first movie of this franchise. I, I enjoyed, I thought it was a good movie. Um, it had its quirks as well, but just like all DC films do. But the one thing that, that kind of stood out in that movie was that, you know, Superman wasn't the Superman that we all grew up, grew up with. We, you know, he was the character that was depressed. He was a character that was, was unsure of his powers. Um, and I just didn't like the direction they were taking him. But then when finally Justice League comes out, it's like, we finally get the old Superman. Um, so I hope they're learning from their mistakes and they're making, you know, taking these characters back to their core values and what the character is. And I think that's what's going to make their movies great. So we'll see. Um, another big thing for me this year was, um, I guess I could also say this is the year of Star Wars. I got to finally meet Mark Hamill. Even Yay! Though, even though it was a 10 second meet and greet. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Uh, Stacy thought I was a little crazy for spending five hundred dollars, but <laughs> I just didn't. If I had five hundred dollars and and it literally would not have impacted me in any way, I would have spent it to go meet him. I thought that would have been cool. But the line that it took you half the day to get your picture, didn't it? Yeah, but remember, the reason why I paid that five hundred dollars was so I could get everything done on Friday. True. And then the rest of the week was just crazy. <laughs> Um, that convention was so freaking packed and that's one of the reasons why I'm not going back is because they're not an organized con. Um, and I did not have, you know, I had fun hanging out with the guys last year, but I did not have fun at the actual convention itself. Um, cause it was just so packed. My anxiety was acting up. I couldn't enjoy myself. So yeah, I just decided I'm not going to go to that convention anymore and not waste the money. Yeah, that I San waste. Diego Comic-Con is probably not for you then. <laughs> yeah, and I was it's thinking like, about that. It's like the biggest anxiety trigger ever. <laughs> I, I, I would like to go experience it once in my life, but I think that's all I need to do is once in my life. Yeah. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it needs to be a yearly venture for me. Now, you guys are more than welcome to go on Temple of Geek's name. <laughs> but <laughs> We tried, Daniel. We tried. Um, the last thing I think for my year in review is Temple of Geek itself, the website. Um, over the last five years, we've, we've been around for five years now. We've been, well, Amanda has only been around for like four, but. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like I'm like the second most longstanding person here. And I'm consistent. You are consistently low key. (laughs) (laughs) Low key lurking. Uh, One of my problems with the website that I've always had was, you know, I wanted to have complete control of everything. And this year I made the active decision to kind of relinquish control of several things. One of them being the actual website itself. And I think the website's actually doing really good now without it being under my control. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think Dave is doing a great job. I think yeah, he's, he yeah, he's kicking ass. I think he's doing a fantastic job, and I want to make sure I say that on audio so he can have it, you know, recorded forever. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm really happy with the state of the website and where we're going, and I'm looking forward to what 2018 brings for us. Me too. Yep. And that's pretty much all I have. 
Well, and you know, while we're here at the end of the year, I also want to say thank you, Daniel, because you tried to get me on board for like a while and I was a little reluctant. And then I finally went on board and I haven't stopped. And I've been really happy here at Temple of Geeks. So thank you so much. Awesome. It's been yeah. And I, I know I don't pay you guys, but I really do appreciate the work all y'all do. <laughs> well, and that's funny because there was, there's other sites that have paid me and that like I have been freelancing for. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather just write for Temple of Geek because it's more the culture that I want to be a part of. Um, and so I would rather do that, to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic to that's hear. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm. Wait, wait you know, a minute. Don't set the precedence that we won't get paid ever. <laughs> no, Daniel, <laughs> <four> no. <laughs> I, I think that. I think that that has always been the goal. I mean, Daniel and I've talked about it at length, and we—I mean—that would be something that is obviously, ultimately, the, the the plan is to to get to that point. But I think that it's easy to lose wh who you were or what made you unique in this, you know, in this in this sphere of geek culture where everything is is who can get to the story first and everything else and you know it's it's kind of why i really wanted to start the retro rebel gamecast because i wanted to do well rebellious by nature but i wanted to do something uh the way that we wanted to do it and i feel like that's something that we've always done at temple of geek is do what we want to do correct uh we and and do right. it kind of the way we want to do it there's no pressure to keep up with IGN or because there isn't really, I would like to think that there's really nothing that is truly comparable to what we do. And eventually that will continue to snowball into something much bigger. And, and, uh, those, those of you that, that work so hard, Amanda and Daniel and, and uh, Monica and y'all that you get rewarded for that. And at the very least I do this, I would do this for free as long as time permits. Um, but if I got paid, it, it would be getting paid to do something that I love to do. So anyway, well, I'm excited. You, those of you who know, know I have some plans for 2018. Yep. So, Ooh. if I can make these plans take off, we will see what happens with Temple of Geek. Um, the one thing I would like to add on to what Stacy was saying, you know, how he's saying that we do things differently. When I first started this website, I always made it a rule that we wouldn't have clickbait titles. We wouldn't have uh, advertisements and I that love take up that. the whole page because... You know, just so we can make an extra buck. Because um, those are things I hate about browsing on the website. I hate going to a website when I see something that I want to read about. And then my web browser just gets flooded with uh, advertisements and I can't read the article. Or well, it was a click. And as article. a writer, it's embarrassing to show, like, you know, your work as and submit it as credentials for, like, press passes and things like that. And then telling me, like, oh, I couldn't read it because of all your pop-ups. Correct. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And that's one thing I never wanted Temple Geek to be, Temple of Geek to be. And I, I, I think we've been staying true to that. So, um, yeah, 2018, it's going to be a rocking year. <laughs> well, without, if that's all we're going to talk about, then I think that's going to be it for this episode of Temple of Geek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I've been Daniel. This is Monica. This is Stacy. And Amanda. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.